Blog Talk Radio. Gonna tell you a little bedtime tale, legend it will become. Burgers flying out the door, sail on. Two for one, no concern for the future. Living for today. Fast food bite on your way, lay it all to waste. The masses are afflicted now. Moo, mad cow. Mad cow. Mad cow, mad cow, line dance song. Hey there, Sign Guy Nation. Welcome to the show on another Friday afternoon. Sign Guy, along with the coach with the most, coming at us from coast to coast. He doesn't mean to brag, but he has to boast because his favorite actor of all time is Happy Days' his own Danny Most. Coach Mike Jones with us. Real fast before we jump into things today with the guest, if you're looking for some professional wrestling in the next couple of days, tonight, WCWO at the Outlaw Arena in Indianapolis, Indiana, FGW in Hamilton, Ohio. You can find myself at Northwest Pro later today in South Hill, Washington, WPW in Green Bay, Wisconsin, versus Pro Wrestling in Las Vegas, Nevada, Zero One Pro in Matton, Illinois, and Outlaw Wrestling in Bay Shore, New York. Tomorrow night, Northwest Pro back at South Hill, Washington, for an all-steel cage show. And when featuring legendary Larry D. Page Jones and Max Sled out of Generation Next Wrestling in Kentucky. So you can see the stars of Generation Next at Northwest Pro tomorrow night. New York uh, Wrestling Connection in Farmingville, New York. MSPW in Paulsboro, New Jersey. LAW in Katy, Texas. JICW in Morgan County, Indiana. Zero One Pro back in Matton, Illinois. Russell South in Lacey Spring, Alabama. NWF in Covington, Kentucky. NAWE in Edieville, Kentucky. RPW in Villa Park, Illinois. 5CC Wrestling in Bellingham, Washington. All-Star Wrestling in Abbotsford, British Columbia. Wrestle Club doing a streaming-only event out of Boise, Ohio, Idaho. AEPW in Frankfort, Kentucky. And Supreme Wrestling happening tomorrow in Madison, Indiana. So if there's some wrestling near you, go support your locals. And also you can find me both nights of Northwest Pro this week at South Hill at the II. Martial Arts Center. Also, we want to wish a very happy birthday today to the Nature Boy Ric Flair, his 73rd birthday today, so happy birthday to him. And without any further ado, our guest is with us, and I have been anticipating his arrival for a while now since we got him booked. Sweet Daddy Jones, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you, too. Well, sweet daddy, since it's your first time with us, I'm going to start you out today with the first-timer question. What led to you getting into the business of professional wrestling? Okay, man. Well, this is how it all started. My grandmother, she was a teacher for 36 years at uh, Riverside Elementary School here in Greenville, Mississippi, but 
she used to take me to the shows when I was like three or four years old, and that's all I ever wanted to be. And those Mid-South shows, we had Dr. Joe Steve Williams and Hacksaw uh, Jim Duggan. Most of the guys had football background. So I started playing football because they had football background. And my little immature mind, that was the way you get into the wrestling by playing football. But uh, my football <laughs> career took out real good. I became a, uh, like All-State, playing two All-Star games, powerlifting champion. I, I just basically won everything, man. And uh, my high school coach, at scholarship, I was familiar with. My high school coach took me to this company in Jackson, Mississippi, called Deep South Championship Wrestling. And I think it was ran by Haystack hey Calhoun and some of his people. But anyway, he went in there and told the people all the scholarship I was going to have. So they told me that I needed to go to school first. When I got to school, my roommate happened to be Rodney Mack. And that's how that happened. That's not a bad roommate to have if you want to get into pro wrestling. Yeah, that's how that happened. And uh, one day, it was doing spring training. We were... uh, we did something anyway. Rodney and I went to uh, Walmart. That's where we met the junkyard dog. And the rest is history. Now, being from Mississippi, the junkyard dog was an absolute legend in that area. He worked there for Bill Watts for many, many years, became a massive superstar there. When you meet someone like the junkyard dog, and you're wanting to get into the business, were there a lot of nerves involved when you met the junkyard dog, or was it more excitement yeah. to meet him? I had met him, like, like when I was a kid, when my grandma was taking me to the shows, but I never had met him on, like, one-on-one personal business, you know. And then uh, and I, I left school a year before Rodney graduated. I graduated a year before he did. And they brought him into the business as, as uh, you know, the junkyard down nephew. And then Rodney came back and got me, and that's how that happened. Now, at any point, were they billing you as a relative of the junkyard dog, or were you always uh, Sweet Daddy Jones? First, when I first came out, I, I had a given. My name was Hollywood Chuck. And then... Um, I wrestled for TCW, traditional championship wrestling, for a while. And I was doing the same gimmick that uh, Virgil was doing when when he was in Memphis, um, uh, Soul Train Jones. And I gravitated from there, and I went to Sweet Daddy Jones, and it worked out for me. Definitely it did. Now, there was a famous wrestler that started in the late 50s and wrestled all the way through the mid-80s called Sweet Daddy Fiki. He was a very famous wrestler, especially in and around the Toronto area, but he wrestled all over the map. I'm familiar with him, yeah. Oh, did... Uh, Sweet Daddy Seeky have anything to do with coming up with the name Sweet Daddy, or is it more of a coincidence? 
it's probably more of a coincidence. He didn't have any influence, any influence on my um, wrestling career. But I just changed it from Soul Train Jones to Sweet Daddy Jones. All right. Now, my very co-host on this program is Coach Mike Jones. Have you ever researched to see if there's any lineage between you and Coach Mike Jones? Maybe you guys can form a team at some point. Is Mike Jones Virgil? He's one of them, but in certain situations, there's Coach Mike and Virgil. No, I haven't did any research on it, but, I mean, it's possible that I can. I would like to see that, if it ever was reasonable to have you as a team. Now, where you're at in Mississippi, I know that the wrestling scene has heated up there over the last few years. Um, There's a group down there that got... Uh, some pretty good television going. There's a lot of independent companies that are drawing fairly well in Mississippi where you rarely heard about it, say, 10 to 15 years ago if you weren't in that area. What do you think happened in the Mississippi area to sort of make it a hotbed of independent wrestling these days? Well, we still have independent wrestling here. Actually, I'm in Greenville, Mississippi. They still run shows here. But, uh, hey, man, I think the field is wide open for anybody who want to play on the playground. Uh, would you say that the state of Mississippi, uh, when fans come to the shows, are they looking at wrestling from the modern, like what's on TV now, or do you see more fans that are coming around that were around during Bill Watts' era when wrestling was big as a territory? I think they want some of everything. You got to show some of that. In my opinion, you can't have wrestling, professional wrestling in uh, Mississippi or in the South, period without showing some of the old Mid-South, you know, angles like that, working like that, plus what they got on television right now with WWE. One of the things that some companies have done over the last few years in order to help educate newer fans that aren't familiar with their company or maybe not even familiar with wrestling until they go to that first show is live commentary over the public address system. A lot of people find it distracting and don't like it, but a lot of people seem to find that there's a use for it when you have a newer audience. When you wrestled, you work on a lot of shows where they have the commentary going over the public address system? I do, and some shows they don't have it. But I think it's very important. you got to remember, TV programming. You understand what I'm saying? Whatever's going on in the news, that's what you got to say at the show. It's just like Ivan and Nikita Kolov. Everybody knows they wasn't really rushing, but whatever the people are being programmed to on um, television, that's what you got to say. It's over like rubber every time, brother. 
I can definitely see that, yeah. A lot of wrestlers, when they decide they're going to phase out the in-ring portion of their career, will go to commentary, and a lot of wrestlers will uh, work as guest commentators for a show here and there to see if they're going to like that. Have you ever done any commentary yourself? I have, but my thing is, when my in-ring career is over, I probably would gravitate toward the managerial part, passing knowledge on to someone else. You understand what I'm saying? Absolutely. Now, if you had to compare what you plan to do as a manager to someone that has already been a famous manager, who would you compare what you want to be to someone the fans would know as a manager? Playboy Gary Hart. Oh, very, very good choice. Playboy Gary Hart. Now, a lot of fans today don't recall that Gary Hart actually was a wrestler for the first several years of his career and got into managing right. after that, so a very, very similar path. Right. That's why I say I would, I would uh, like to take heat and his knowledge mixed with my knowledge, get a plus out of it, and evolve. Now, in the last several years, we've seen more and more of the smaller cruiserweight wrestlers popping up on the scene. Um, They were more accepted by the fans the last several years, but we still know that wrestling traditionally is a big man sport where the bigger you are, the easier it's going to be for you to survive in the wrestling business. Who do you see out there on shows that you're working that you would consider some of the best big men out there? Well, hey, I'm going to keep old school, plain and simple. I just believe the guys that are out there that are real big, they're still more of the old traditional way, like what Bill Watts did and what Vince was doing back in the day with Ho Hogan and all those type of guys. There's still some guys out there, but the business has evolved to the cruiserweight, like you said. That's why I think you got to give them a mixture of everything. Everything go back in full circles. That's about to die out, too. Now, do you think that eventually in wrestling we're going to see the change up where it's going back to bigger people or the norm rather than seeing mostly cruiserweights. If, if you go back to Rodney Company, Rodney and Jack, Dow Pound Championship Wrestling, that's why I was trained at Dow Pound Dojo, and I was trained here in Greenville by another guy, Bob Serio. He ran NWA South, but they were doing the same thing. You get, you get what I'm saying? So it's going back. That was just uh, uh, 
the phase we had to go through. But it didn't, hey, listen, it'll never go back from the basis, man. I agree with you there. Now, going back to the Bill Watch area, Mississippi had seen its share of blood in matches. It was known as kind of a rough territory. There was blood almost every night and won sometimes several of the matches on a given card. The fans of today and even some of the performers of today sometimes don't look favorably at having blood on shows just because of things we've learned in the medical science in the last 30 to 40 years about blood-borne pathogens and so forth. Where do you personally stand where it comes to having blood on wrestling shows? Well, I don't have a problem with it. I'll gig in a minute, you know what I mean? If it's going to mean something, first of all, if I'm in a match, it has to have a concept. You understand what I'm saying? And so if it's going to mean something to mean something later on to draw more money or, or whatever, then I'll gig. But I don't believe in just gigging for nothing if it doesn't mean anything. Well said. Well, at this point in time, my co-host, Coach Mike, is with us, and I know he has questions as well, so I'm going to pass you over to the coach with the most. Coach Mike Jones, okay, the coach ahead, the most coming. Coach Mike Jones, the coach of the most, coming at you from coast to coast here in Puyallup, Washington. Hey, brother, thanks for being on. It's an honor to have you. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. How you doing on this uh, happy Friday? Man, I'm doing great, man. If I'm alive, I'm wonderful. Nice. Yeah, I was watching some of your matches and scouting you a little bit, and I'm impressed, dude. You got one of the nicest drop kicks I ever seen. I love your arm drag, also. Thank you so much. All right, and then, uh, hey, who were some of your heroes growing up? In the wrestling business. In in wrestling life, sports, it doesn't matter. And a lot of these well, questions we know I have more than one, one answer. My grandmother, my grandmother, who was a teacher, was. Probably my um, best heroes in life, you know, my dad, nice. my mama, and as far as the wrestling business, I would have to say JYD and Dr. Del Steve with Woo! Hell yeah. All right. Okay, and uh, what were some of your most memorable matches? You mean my matches or their matches? Uh, either way. Well, Dr. Del Steve Williams and uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, they had great matches. And I like the uh, angle that um, JYD, Junkyard Dog, and Butch Reed had. And as far as my matches, probably me and Coco be well. All right, sweet. I'm going to have to look that one up. And yeah, me I love that. Okay, Ryan I love Duggan and uh, Duggan and Williams in the UWF. That was a brawl. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Nice, yeah. All right. I like that. And too. then, uh, yeah. and you know, uh, now, of course, I'm Mike Jones, and we got Virgil, Mike Jones, 
He's a brother along with the rapper Mike Jones. You know, uh, yeah, I know Mike Jones, the rapper. I don't know him, but uh, I know him I from know, man. Uh, Houston, Texas, man. So, so you've met him? Yeah. Okay, well, you need to let him know Mike Jones is sitting right here in Puyallup, Washington, because I started wrestling like five years before he came out with those videos with he's out there with a wrestling belt asking who's Mike Jones. I got news yeah. for him. Mike Jones. <laughs> Mike Jones, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he's right here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. All right, and then other than that, uh, who's some of the biggest feuds you've had? I've seen you had feuds with uh, Cobra King and Rodney Mack. Yeah, I had feuds with, feud with uh, Dutch Mantel, uh, Jerry Lauder, uh his son, Brian Christmas. Um, wow. A lot of people. I had a feud with Dr. Death before he died, man. Yeah, okay, uh, shit, that's impressive. Come everywhere, man. I don't know. All right. And then, so who were some of your toughest opponents? I would have to say Rodney was my toughest opponent because we know each other in and out. Hey, he's okay. a savage, man. Rodney Mack is a savage. Real. Oh, yeah. On the real, on the sheet. Rodney is a savage. I'm- I'm familiar with him, and I've seen your one match. It took him like four minutes to get in the ring. I think it had a little bit more to do with the than with the crowd talking uh, smack to him. I think he was a little bit scared of you. He's my brother, but we done beat the shit out of each other all over the United States. Uh, okay, nice. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing some more of those, yeah. And then uh, did you play any sport? Did you play sports yeah, in high school? Oh. Uh, in high school, man, I was three-time all-conference linebacker. I uh, I was all-state as a senior. I played in Mississippi, Alabama All-Star Game. I played in the North and South All-Star Game. I won the state in the shot put in track. I won the state in power lift. I've been spent 455 pounds and squatted 685. And so, yeah, and in college, I was all comfortable, and I won the um, conference championship. Man, that's impressive. And, you know, one of the greatest lines in all of movies from all time was, who's your daddy? You let him know who the daddy was, right? Yeah. Hey, and listen, my uh, my high school team, my high school didn't have a powerlifting team, but I was so strong, my coach took me to powerlifting me. And... I won the state. I played second in the nation in Evansville, Indiana, 1991. But I beat all the other powerlifters. We didn't even have a powerlifting team. I was, I was just, but I, I uh, man, I still work out profusely right now. I'm 50 years old and I can bench 405 right now. All right, sweet. No wonder they call you Sweet Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> And then, hey, did uh, did you have any self-defense background? Did I have any what? Self-defense. Well, I don't know that, but uh, I did graduate from Arkansas uh, Law Enforcement Academy, 1993. All right. 
So no boxing and martial arts? No, my son is a martial artist. He just had his first pay-per-view like two months ago. All right, cool. All right, and then uh, yeah. do you have any suggestions for people who want to get in the business? Yeah, man. If you want to get in the business, I suggest you contact Rodney Mack or Jazz. You can hit them up at Dow Pound Championship Wrestling, or you can hit me up at Hashtag Sweet Dad. Okay. Who are some of your favorite people to work with? Shit, man. If I got the opportunity, if I'm alive, if I'm alive every day, I don't look for okay. excuses, mate. Read, man, anybody to work with. All right, yeah, that's a blessing, definitely. We can make something positive to happen out of anything. I believe, man, listen, every human being got the ability to create their own reality. They don't know that, though. And that's why I ask God to let me be a blessing to other people's lives. To, to show All right, that. preach it, brother. Yeah. Definitely. Okay, and then, uh, if you wake up today, you got an opportunity. Definitely. And then what's some uh, schools you'd like to suggest for people? Dog Pound Dojo. That's where I went to. And if you can't get there, if you're in Mississippi, contact Bar Serio. He's a strength and condition coach at um, at uh, at uh, St. Joe's School here now. Yeah. Okay, or and then I'm sure. The We're gonna make All it right. Happen. Sweet. And then, hey, uh, I'm sure Sign Guy would like to know what's your favorite coffee to drink. What my favorite coffee is? Yes. I drink Folgers with no sugar, no cream. Okay. All right. And yeah. then, uh, what do you got coming up? Man, I got a whole lot of stuff coming up, man. Uh, some I can't speak on right now, man, but it, I've been blessed this whole week, man. I've been blessed this whole week. I got something coming up in Greenville and at a school also as a coach. As a okay. football coach. But in the wrestling business, oh. I got something coming up with. They hit me with an angle tonight, and I'm going to close the deal in the morning. But I'm all I'm always dog pound. Anytime they call me, I'm going to Texas. All right. So, uh, how many different states have you wrestled in? Mississippi, Louisiana, Arkansas. Uh, man, I'm, I I can't keep up. Mississippi, okay, yeah. Atlanta. I, I mean Georgia. Uh, Oklahoma. I haven't been around, but I mainly right. worked in Southern State. So do you got any stories from Mid-South wrestling? I never wrestled for Mid-South, but I wrestled in the Mid-South. I got a whole lot of stories I don't want to talk about. They good, okay. but I don't want to get a game of black guy. Okay, okay. And then... uh uh what kind of stuff do you carry in your gear bag for shows? What what do I do what now? Well, what kind of stuff do you carry in your gear bag for shows? Oh, I just take my gear with me. That's it. Okay, you my don't take extra gimmicks? 
Uh, you, do you uh, ever ever take extra gimmicks in case you need to uh, play two roles? No, I don't do that. I am who okay. I am, Sweet Daddy Jones. That's how I'm coming. Live and living color. That's how you get it. That is what it is. All right. That sure is sweet, brother. And then, hey, uh, anything you want to plug or promote? Yeah, Dog Pound Championship Wrestling, Dog Pound jo- Dojo, and King Sweet Daddy. That's it. All right, sweet. All right, it's been an honor. I, I wish you all. I wish you all the luck in the world, and uh, we still got some time, so we don't have to hurry or nothing. And uh, I'm sure Sign's got a few more questions. Okay, thank you so much, brother. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Coach. Well, sweet daddy, like Coach was saying, you have a really, really good drop kick. In pro wrestling, we've seen a lot of guys that can really get up there and throw a beautiful drop kick. If you take yourself out of the equation, who would you say has the prettiest drop kick in professional wrestling? One of my childhood heroes, Coco B. What? He had a very nice one. He could hit a guy in the nose that was easily half a footballer. That's where I got it from. But I also have, you know, I played linebacker in college. I also have a 36-inch vertical leap. And when you throw a drop kick, do you do it as Coco Beware was drop kicking, no, or did I you kind of evolve it to he what you did? If you notice, when I get up to to throw my drop kick, I have an upright posture. All my power is in my ankles. His power was in his ass. You feel? He was short. And when you were going through training with Rodney Mack, did he put a lot of emphasis on on the mat wrestling and submission style, or was he more of the professional wrestling style with lots of drop kicks and uh, body slams and things of that nature, or did he teach both equally? Man, let me tell you, he taught both of them. But one day I was trying to perfect the super kick that I had where – I hit you from sideways. You might have seen that with me and John Mike. It's a blue film. But uh, anyway, he was like, man, I know you can jump higher than this. And the light was over the ring. I kicked it. Man, we was there probably like two hours. And I jumped up so high, I kicked the goddamn the light over the ring out. And that's when he said is what I'm looking for right there. He's not only a great professional wrestler or coach, he's great, man. He's going to get the best of the abilities that you can. And, shit, after that, I was hitting people six foot six in the face with my drop kick, bro. I'm looking back through your career. Who would you say was the physically biggest opponent that you ever had? 
Man, they got a new dude on the independent circuit right now. Well, the biggest opponent I had was Visible. That's the biggest opponent. And uh also Chaos. Josh, he also came out I got came out of um the dog pound dojo. Chaos and, and uh Visible. Big Visible. And I hit them in the face with the drop kick. They were like six six or six eight. On the flip side of that question, who would you say was the smallest opponent that you had? Well, he was an opponent, and then he was a teammate puppet. You remember puppet the midget? Yes, from um, the early TNA days. Yeah. No, you see him on TV. Him, he probably was a smaller one. And when you're wrestling against a guy like Puppet and you're so much bigger than he is, do the fans tend to boo you well, just because there is such a size difference, or did they uh, yeah, cheer you they, for doing your best against you. Puppet? And that's how you know you owe. They're going to boo you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah they're going to boo you. They did boo me. Um, and, uh, oh, there's a guy out of Memphis, too. A headline of the show at uh, his military base, Militant Mayhem, uh, Poker Face. Man, he great. He booked me on this show. I didn't wrestle him. Matter of fact, I didn't even make the show, but he great, though. I wrestled, yeah, I did wrestle him a couple times in Jonesville. Yeah. Jonesville, Arkansas. Of being Sweet Daddy Jones, would you say that Jonesboro is a pretty good base for your fans to be? I'm going to be honest with you, brother. I got fans everywhere. Like I told you, I graduated from the police academy in Arkansas. I worked over there down there 20 years, so any time we run a show over there, they come. I'm so, coming out of an I occupation like a police officer, did you ever have to use that training within professional wrestling as well? No. Did I have to use what now? Did you have to use some of the training that you learned as a police no, officer? No no, pro? no, 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 no. It was just a respect thing, and wherever my name was on the marquee, they coming. And this still apply to this day. Now, in today's modern wrestling, we're seeing a lot more promotions get deals on television than we have since the mid-90s. You have companies like WWE, AEW, Major League Wrestling, Impact, all with big television deals. Do you think that in today's marketplace with the Internet and live streaming and so forth, it's still important for 
smaller companies to try to get on television, or do you think that live streaming and YouTube and things like that are going to reach more fans today? I think YouTube and live stream are going to reach more fans. You know what I'm saying? You don't need a television deal, man. If the product is good, the money is good, bro. You hear me? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What would you say is maybe the best product out there that is televised in some fashion, whether it's live streaming or on traditional television where they have a YouTube show? Who do you think puts out the best content? Man, I'm going to tell you, and I want you to look this up. I'm not saying this because I come from the Dog Pound Dojo. Dog Pound Championship Wrestling. It has the same production as WWE and AEW and all those shows. The only difference, though, is it's an independent show, man. And we sell in tickets every night, bro. And half our wrestlers have been to the big dance. You see what I'm saying? It doesn't take all that no more. When you call me to give me an opportunity to talk on your show, it's King Kong Country. You already know that, man. You feel me? Absolutely. Keep doing what you're doing, bro, and don't stop. And I don't know what your finances are. But if you keep doing what you're doing, you're going to make a lot of money. Hopefully, yeah. It's coming, bro. Just keep doing what you're doing, my bro. Now, years ago in wrestling, there was a tradition of ribbing your fellow people in wrestling. You don't see it quite as much in recent times, but there was a time when ribs were a big thing in wrestling. Did you see very many ribs when you were on the road wrestling? You just don't hear about it now. It's still going every night. (laughs) What would you say was the best rib you ever witnessed? Okay. Kid Kniff. He was in the locker room. Well, nah, bitter lip. He had to go through a table. It was a real table that we put his ass on. <laughs> he went through the table. Amelman came and got his ass. And he, he was signing autographs. He wasn't hurt. He was signing autographs as he was leaving in the Amelman. We knew his ass wasn't hurt, you feel? Hello? Hello? When you see younger wrestlers that are starting to break in, do you still rib the younger guys to try to break them into the business or is that something that you don't see 
veterans doing as much anymore? Well, of course. They got to pay their dues. That's what we do. Now, if there's someone out there listening today that's thinking of getting into professional wrestling outside of the schools you talked about and that sort of thing, what's some of the advice you would give to someone on what they would need to have, whether it's like a physical trait or a mental trait or something like that, if they want to make it as a pro wrestler? The will to succeed. The will to succeed. And it's not just about pro wrestling. Anything that they want to do in their life, you must have the will to succeed and you can't be selfish. Now, as someone that's been around for quite a while, uh, you talked about wanting to get into managing uh, when your active entering days are winding down. But have you ever considered running your own school as well? Yeah. You remember I told you some things I can't talk about? Those are one of the things, man. That's one of the things. Yeah, that's in the works, too. Gotcha. All right. Now, you were telling Coach that you've been to a lot of places, uh, Louisiana and Arkansas and all over Mississippi and so forth. What would you Oklahoma, say Georgia. was the longest trip that you had to make? Probably, um, shit, I don't know, man. Because a lot of times, I've been in New Orleans, I've been to uh, Oklahoma. I actually wrestled in the famous theater over there, the Harrison Theater. This one, my son had his first pay-per-view and then they played it. So, I don't know what's the number place. I never checked and see. Well, I believe Coach has another question for you, so I'm going to pass things back over to Coach. Go ahead. All right, sweet, da- All right, sweet Daddy. Yeah, I got a couple more questions, but first I want to give my plugs out there. I can be reached at Coach okay. Mike Jones at fi- on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and I YouTube. Don't. Okay. Exactly, baby. And then uh, also we got the Real School Army and the NGW Green Room. It's nice to be okay. keeping up with the jo- keeping up with the Joneses, baby. They're right. Come on. And with. then hey, uh, it's nice to have some. We have some other things in common besides the names. You got some badass ring song, ring um, entrance music, and your robes are badass, just like mine are. I got a lot of new motherfuckers. <laughs> Hell yeah, baby. And then, hey, we, we play a game on this show called Word Association. When I, when, I, when I tell you a name, when I tell you a name, give us the first thing that comes to mind, please. Okay. Coco Beware. Me, Dropkick. Rodney Mack. Me, Savage. Cobra King. I hate him. <laughs> okay. What about Luke Hawks? I like him. 
Real. Jer- Jerry the King Lawler. Mentor. His son, Brian Christopher. Cardinal. What about Virgil? Pardon. And how about my my mentor, the Taskmaster Kevin Sullivan? I love him, the devil. Same here, me and Sign Guy do too. And then uh, what about Charlie Haas? Good people. I, hey, I work with his ass too, man. Good people. Mentor. All right. And then one last one, Mustang Mike. Bitch ass Nick. Okay. Yeah. So have you worked him? Yeah. No, I ain't worked him. I, when I say that, I don't mean that as a as a human. Just in the work way. I've been on show when he was on. Okay. I'd now, love to see you guys match. I love him as a person. But as a okay, way I'd sport. love. Okay. I'd love to see you guys match up, man. You guys' body types are about the hey, same. Man, you guys are hey, both. Man, you put the day and the time, with the price is right on there tonight. Yeah, I mean, you guys are, like, almost identical. They look like they blew you guys up with an air hose. Yeah, and he you both down, kicked man, the mat. You know, he's from Louisiana, too, man. Yeah, yeah. Man, All right, man. Uh, I, I appreciate your time, brother. I'm just saying that as in his character. But as okay, a human yeah. being, a great person. Okay. Yeah, like I said, it's definitely been an honor. We appreciate you so much. And like I said, all the luck in the world, brother. Man, thank y'all for having me. What about you, Sign? You got anything else? Nah, man. Oh, oh, oh you talking about, okay. Um, I think that was it for hey. me. But definitely we want to have you... Uh, Plug anything you want to plug. Say anything you would like to say to the listeners. Floor is all yours. Man, I already told you. Dog Pound Championship Wrestling. Dog Pound Dojo. Hashtag Team Sweet All righty. All right, well, Sweet Daddy. We hope that we get to have you back on this show again at some point, and hopefully our paths will cross at some point, and we'll share a locker room together. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me, man. If y'all would, send that back to me in my message. Absolutely. Thanks a million. Thank you so much. All right, Coach, another successful interview with the fellow Jones this time. I think the two of you should tag team and get Virgil in there. You could have trios matches all over the country. Damn, look at think about that. I know. Yeah, Virgil ain't no slouch. People talk bad about him, but, man, that dude knows what he's doing. Absolutely. Plus, people would come up and they'd tell you, who's the real Mike Jones? And then you could just do that thing like the two doinks at WrestleMania 9. People wouldn't be able to tell you apart. And we could do rock, paper, scissors. We could flip a coin. There's numerous uh, options. Absolutely. You could have... The real school Jones Army. Exactly, yes. And, hey, and then Jonesboro, Arkansas to... would be the headquarters of your fan club. <laughs> Hell yeah. And then I could send you a postcard from there. Yeah, because I still need Arkansas. 
And I heard uh, Stevie was going to Belfast. I told her she needs to send you a, a postcard, and her reply was, you need to ask her. <laughs> Ouch. Ouch. Well, I know. Well, the joke's on her. Uh, I have Ireland. Okay, but not me. How about Belfast? It's the same. Well, well the same is an Ireland coach. I know, but from yeah, from that city, at least that city, I'd have to double check. But I do have Ireland. But I wouldn't turn down a postcard. I'd stick it in the collection. All right. So hey, I'm excited about our upcoming guest. We got Real School Army's Moondog Ace coming Sunday to debut. I hear we got. Uh, Taskmaster is going to call in, and some other guests are going to be calling in to say hi and touch base. Now, do you think that Moondog Ace is any relation to Ace Perry? I think all the Moondogs are related, especially Moondog Moretti. Possibly, but do you think Ace Perry is related to Moondog Ace? Of course. Even oh, okay. Fifi. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, we had the late Fifi on this very program at one point in time. Sweet. And then, hey, next Friday we got a, an exciting show, too. J.D. Burns and his wife, Skylar Burns, uh, from the Real School Army are going to be calling in. Uh, they're going to be making their M- uh, MMA debut for Skylar Burns March 12th in Tampa Bay, Florida at the fairgrounds there. And J.D. Burns is going for the 165 title for bare-knuckle boxing. Man, I'm excited about that. Now, QT will want us to ask if they are any relation to Mr. Burns on The Simpsons. They just might be, yes, come to think of it. And then You're going to have to write that uh, in your notes because QT would be devastated okay. if we missed that opportunity. Mr. Burns, I got my notes right here. Yes, and I want to say sorry to the fans and Kurt Ferris. Somehow we missed a couple of his questions. When it took him years to to get his questions in on time, he finally gets him in on time, and we missed him a couple times in a row. It won't happen He's again. He's probably still crying to this day because I think it was the only time in his life he's ever gotten anything in on time. And then, nothing. <laughs> no. Okay, and then back to our guest. March 6th, we got Shorty P. I'm sure you got some news for him, right? I'm going to punch him in his head on Christmas, see how he likes it. <laughs> exactly. Then another big show, March 11th, we got Stephen New. What's his slogan? If you have to, you sue, use Stephen P. New. Exactly. Then March 13th, we got Heels for Hire's own Caden Cassidy. March 18th, Buck Sexton. March 20th, the King of Connecticut, Matthew Granahan. March 25th, the Cool Hills with Richard Sincere and Eric Wright. March 27th, we got Nikki Six of the Suicide Kings. And then, of course, we've got a great April coming up. You want to run April down too, Coach? Sure. The 1st of April, we got Tim Simmons. And then uh, the 3rd, we got the Stromaestro, Rob Kellum. April 8th, we got legendary Bill Anderson. He's got such a great story. I'm excited for that one. 
And then, of course, I'm excited that same weekend we got another huge show. April 10th, we got Tony Myers' Leatherface. Then on the 15th, we got the Winged She-Cat, Demetra Star. Another exciting one coming April 17th with Jenny Santana, second-generation superstar who's the world and national grappling champion. April 22nd, Adonis Staples. April 24th, Mustang Mike. April 29th, Brad Bad. And we got an exciting May coming up. Is there anything that we got booked yet for May? I don't have anything confirmed written in the books, but we have something in the wheelhouse that we can let people know in a little bit. But, Coach, we do have some hugely exciting IBLSN. You know what IBLSN is. Iron Buddha level shocking news, Coach. Okay, yes. What is it? Well, it has been formally made known to everyone on the staff here. The 2022 Turnbuckle Turmoil Hall of Fame inductee, Paul Freakshine. Paul Freakshine will be joining the rest of the Turnbuckle Turmoil Hall of Fame this year. He has accepted induction. His plaque will be uh, made and processed very, very soon. An exciting time for Paul. We're happy for him, happy he accepted the induction. Coach will be joining such fellow Hall of Fame members as Aaron Bolo, the late Jim Chadwick, Troy Miller, Cameron Starr, No Class Brian Class, Princess Victoria, Kevin Sullivan, and Casey Carlisle. All right. I can't um I might want to vote next year for Ivory. Well, we'll get to that next year. Exactly. And uh how about some teasers for May? We have some people that want to come on. We just haven't got it booked yet. Can I let them know? As soon as they're booked. We don't want to ah. rip the rug out from under anyone. Okay. I'm excited, though. We don't though. want to rip that Another rug big, out. We want the ice firmly dotted. Another big month coming up. and we, You got uh, uh, Northwest Pro this weekend and uh, – Another sign of the times is coming up. What what are you on? Five twenty now? Five twenty is the one upcoming. Um it'll be out within the next couple of days. And like you said, Northwest Pro happening. There's a lot of people on the shows at Northwest Pro that I've worked for over the years. A lot of them. Yeah, and they got they got the Larry D camp this weekend. That sounds sounds fun. They do. I actually work for Larity. He's one of the aforementioned people I work with. All right. And it's not hey, only Larry D. It also is a business partner and sometimes tag team partner, Max Sled, whom I also work for. Hey, if you're going to be down there, you're welcome to uh, get an NGW Green Room uh, promo with uh, Larry D. for me. I can it's see what I can do. What about Max Sled? Sure. And J.D. Mason. And J.D. Mason. 
Now, what about Paige Jones? Paige Jones is also supposed to be there. Oh, hell yeah. Yes, All right, I will see what I can do. Yeah, I may have uh, to invest in some paint and actually paint one of those rooms green. All right. Maybe you'll find a green wall. Possibly. Well, to be fair, the Incredible Hulk is painted on one of the walls at the KI Martial Arts Center. All right. That's sweet. That's appropriate. Hey, and I want to give a couple plugs out there, too, to Patrick Snow, my book coach and mentor at PatrickSnow.com, best-selling author. Anybody looking to write a book, check him out. And then uh, don't forget, we got excitement in the air from Mike Rogers and Frank Colbertson. And then Taskmaster Kevin Sullivan's wife had wrote the book Old School, and that's another series that's a great book. Absolutely. Now, is Patrick Snow related to Al Snow? I don't think so. Can you research that and report back on Sunday? I can check, but if he was, I wouldn't think that Al Snow would be giving me mean mean mugging looks if he was related to Patrick. <laughs> he might. He's a funny guy. Funny strange, not funny ha-ha. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And they, hey, how do people get a hold of you, brother? Usually they try with an arm lock, but then I counter it and take them down and then go into an ankle lock. But they can also get me on the book of faces. You can find me on Sangai. You can go to the Twitters where I'm at Sangai HBW, the Gram. You can also find Chicken Bob on all of his social media because Chicken Bob loves his social media. I've never seen a chicken that into his social media. <laughs> Definitely. Hey, and what about uh, that Darth Carter might be showing up tonight, I heard. You better look out. I hate that idiot. If he does, he'll be showing up with my fist in his nose. Yes, now, Coach, you once had a 17 and three-quarter star match with Darth Carter. They say that it would have gotten 18 stars, but Dave Meltzer ran out of them. Yeah, and shit, if I wouldn't have took so so fast to beat him, I think it only took me 30 seconds. You don't get paid by the hour. I don't. And, you know, I, I, all I could think of was all the stuff that he's done to you and him pissing you off. And I was like, wait till I get my hands on this guy. So that's all it was. Yeah. You know, he and um, Sharp Payne Stevie Jonak dated. Oh, nice. All yeah, right, it was cool. a happened at one point in time, apparently. I sure miss her on the on the on the side of the times and on the lounge and stuff. Hopefully, she can come well, back we'll one have day. To go to Belfast, apparently, to get it. We might want to have book her on a show someday. All right. Well, Coach, I've got a beeline to South Hill, Washington, which is, of course, south of North Hill, Washington. So, fans, you can find me there. Don't forget, Sunday we have Moondog Ace, who apparently is related to Ace Perry, who once was in a match where I almost died. Oh, no. He sure was. All right. 
Well, fans, everyone be safe out there. Get out there and support your local independent professional wrestling, wherever it may be. And we'll talk to you soon. Thanks a lot. Here you go. That's right, everybody. You know who it is. Coach Mike Jones, I'm the coach with the most. Coming at you hard from coast to coast. I don't want to boast. But now I got to risk you in my social media posts. You double dose. I like to think Jeff said,